What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. This is Trust in Jesus Ministries, and we are going over Genesis, and we're in chapter three. We are in the fall. This is uh, two chapters in, or three, I guess, if you consider this being the chapter. We're already messed up. Doesn't take long for um, mankind to, to do some stuff he ain't supposed to do, huh? Well, let's find out what's going on, man. What's all this about? If you haven't uh, checked it out, three, chapter three, one through five, read it, stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, come back, and we'll discuss the four questions. If you already have read it, let's see what's going down, man. It says that, what is the what's the word say? What does the writer actually say? What is he trying to convey right now? Well, he says that the snake was a crafty creature from all of the creatures that God had made, that the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to the woman, he says, uh, did the Lord say that you can't eat from all of the trees in the garden? And then it says, the woman said to the snake, from all the trees of the garden, we shall eat. But from the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, the Lord says, do not eat from it. And if you even touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, he says, you won't surely die, will you? For the Lord, or he says, for God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So what we got going on here? Well, we've got first off, the snake speaks to the woman. But, well, well, it says he goes to the woman and speaks to her. But we get the sense that Adam may be present here, especially when we get uh, in the next episode and we see what the, uh, the the woman does. But we get the sense that someone else is around because it says you in the third or the third person. It says you in the plural sense. Um, y'all. He says y'all. And so uh, first off, we see that Adam is present during this discussion that the snake is having with Eve. Okay, so that's the first thing. Is all this is going down in the presence of Adam. And then second, it is the twisting of the words of God. That is what the snake is doing. He is trying to say what God said, but in a twisted manner, in a different way than the way that God had intended for it to be. And because of these two things, man, we've, we've got a problem initiated. Also, uh, Eve. Eve may not have been, um, let's say, listening or uh, maybe understanding or remembering, maybe, is the better term, the words that God has spoken because she adds more to what God had said. And so we've got these things all playing together, uh, which is setting up the scene for this fall of mankind. We've got the snake who is crafty, smart, cunning, and wild. And in the, in the, the, the New Testament, we see that Paul says that Eve was tricked and it wasn't Adam. And I'll talk about that in a second. And so we have this this crafty creature coming in and is um, tempting 
Eve. He goes directly to Eve because maybe Eve hasn't particularly been in the way of this snake. It says it's a, a beast of the field and rather than a domesticated animal. So maybe the snake wasn't always around so she didn't understand the craftiness of the snake. But Adam did. When God formed all of the creatures before him, he's seen, talked to, and, and knew uh, uh, and named all of these creatures. So he, he knew. And I think that's a little bit of, of what maybe Paul was talking about as well when he says that Eve was deceived, Adam wasn't. But Adam has played a huge responsibility because since he wasn't deceived, he knew this creature was wily and cunning and was uh, manipulative and deceitful. So Adam, he, he's got a big part to play in this being there the whole time. And so then uh, we have this crafty animal who's manipulative and then twisting the words of God. And so he is taking what God has said and trying to form them differently, making God not the, the gift of the giver, not, not the, the one who gives all things, saying that you can freely eat from all of the trees, but he is saying he's a selfish and and uh, egotistical, self-interested God because he keeps a certain tree from the people. That's twisting the words of God. And then Eve not remembering the words of God because she recalls something God did not say. Hmm. So what does this what does this say? Oh, I forgot. And then the tempter, of course, he um, goes off and and says that it, the real reason is because God don't want you to be like Him. Now I guess we can speak also one more thing about uh, the serpent. Is it Satan? Well, a lot of commentators will say it is, um, based upon Revelation. Whenever uh, the the scriptures say the serpent of old. Referring back to this one. We also see that there's a specialness about this creature in the fact that later on he is considered the, um, I guess you could say, the, the, the uh, picture of, of uh, the war between mankind and uh, the powers of evil. When we read after the, the punishment that there is a, um, a prophecy that comes about. And it says that the seed of the woman will wrestle with or crush the seed of of the serpent. And this idea is that this war is continuing on until the the, um, the Lord crushes him with Jesus. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth when we get to that part of Scripture. But we see that there's a certain sense of a an evil uh, personified within this snake or serpent and uh and so yeah it it could be i know that uh, right now we know that it, satan has the ability to and the power to enter into um creatures we've seen in the new testament when jesus cast these uh uh demons out of pigs and so or out of uh, a man into pigs and so we know that they have the ability to inhabit uh these creatures but um 
yeah, the scripture itself, the text doesn't say, but we know that what the author is conveying is that this animal was created. Okay. It's not like some uh, power of evil that has been going on for millennia. And there's some kind of battle that's been waging between God and this, this other source of evil, which is eternal as well. And it does not say that it makes clear that everything, that there is no power greater than God. And he is the one who has created all things, including this creature who is trying to uh, turn from or cause man to turn from God. Another question you may be asking, and, I, and I'm sorry, I may not give all the answers, but I'm just raising the questions because I know they're in your mind and then talking about them. But another thing is, is um, um, well, how did this snake or how did this serpent uh, become evil? Well, the text doesn't say that because it's not dealing with those types of things. It's dealing with the the, um, the 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 plight of humanity. Re- remember when we talked about the toll dots and what those mean, and that it is a statement of the generations or what's going to happen to the people that come up out of whatever lineage it was. And so for this particular one, it's talking about humankind and how humankind develops after the um, God created all of the universe. And so the story is not focused on the serpent. Those are questions that I myself ask as well. But the story is not focused on that. So the author's attention is not given to that. He doesn't direct the audience to that. He directs the audience to the nature of humanity and how we as a people have become um, wicked and evil and, and, and walk in this darkness is because of Adam and the first sin, which cast us from this bliss that God had created. Now, let's ask the question, what's to say about God? And if you have any more questions on any of these themes or ideas, man, write them in the comments because I'd love to answer them if I can and be able to share what I know about these things as I've studied the text. Anyway, what does it say about God? It says that he's a he's a God of freedom, man. He's, he's allowing these, um, these, these humans, which he created, to converse and talk with the, uh, uh, the animal who seems to be trying to scheme and wile against him to turn against God. He's allowing these things to happen because he's giving man the free choice to either follow or not. And so he's a God of freedom. He values that, that within his creatures. What's to say about man is that, first off, we need to know the word of God, truly know the word of God, so that when people come and try and twist and turn the word, that we can rebut them with the truth of what God said. It also says that we need to be trusting God, that we understand that what he says is best for us. And so what he says, we follow. And then uh, I believe also is that As men, we need to not abdicate our responsibility, but lead. Just as the serpent was there uh, uh, in his cunningness, trying to deceive Eve, Adam was right there and he said nothing. He did nothing. He just stood and watched. And uh, coming from that text from Paul where it says that Adam wasn't deceived, that means he saw all this going on and did nothing about it. Knowing, knowing 
that this this animal was a crafty, deceitful animal. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, you got to buckle up, buttercup. We got to get in it, man. As men, we need to be able to lead our families in truth. And how do we do that? We search the scriptures. We study the word. And we got to understand it. We got to know it in and out. We've got to know it up and down. We got to know it back and forth. We've got to be able to repeat it and recite it quickly for when others try and distort it or things in our lives begin to weigh us down or trying to turn us away from God, we can use the scripture to strengthen us and build us as a weapon against the enemy. We talked about that in Ephesians, man. This is the sword of the spirit of the word of God. It's like the word of God is a weapon and it's offensive weapon that we can use to attack. And it's also a defensive weapon that we can parry if we need to with the word of God. And then finally, I think that, man, we should give them our choices. Today, sit back, ask the Lord, what is it you want me to do? What is it that you would have me to do and do it? Give them your choices. He's the best one. He knows what to do. He knows how to handle it. He knows the best way to live. And if we follow him, then we'd have find joy unspeakable. Peace that is multiplied. Appreciate you guys for listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode.